This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and I am joined today on the Torch Audio Update by a very special guest. Uh, he's going to be on the upcoming season of The Ultimate Fighter, Team United States versus Team UK. I've got Elite Performance Jim's own Demarcus Johnson on the line. How are you doing today, Demarcus? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, doing very well. Now, Demarcus, you train with Jeremy Horn out of the Elite Performance Gym in, in Utah. Um, and you're coming into this this new season of The Ultimate Fighter with uh, what the press release said was a 13-6 and six record. So you've definitely got a lot of experience. Um, you've got some a couple of really good fights out on YouTube uh, that people can go ahead and take a look at. Uh, what... Uh, what were you looking forward to coming into this season? What were your expectations uh, coming into the house as compared to what you had been training at with uh, Elite Performance? Uh, I didn't really have any expectations going into the house. As I was getting ready, I wasn't even going to try out for this season, but uh, Monty talked me into it, just, <laughs> told me to, just told me to go and just have fun with it. And so I did, and I don't know. It's still almost surreal to me as far as, like, getting on the show and, you know, all the preparation to get on the show and then everything that went on, it's it still feels kind of like a dream to me. Yeah. Uh, obviously, your your last fight, uh, at least from the, sh- the Sherdog Fight Finder, has uh, a decision loss last uh, October to Ryan Williams at EC109, the Extreme Challenge. Um, I- I'm assuming that you're technically out of action until uh, at least June 20th with the finale. So what are you doing uh, right now, just kind of biding your time and training until uh, until you get to fight again? I've been drinking a lot of beer since I got home. <laughs> uh, uh, I Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm not really allowed to do anything until, until the finale. So, I mean, it's back to the grind, doing what I was doing before I even went out to the show, just training hard and just getting ready for, you know, whatever's coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you train, like like I already mentioned, at the Elite Performance Gym in, in, in Utah with Jeremy Horn. Um, what are the differences that you notice between your training with Elite Performance and then uh, what happened when you got in with Dan Henderson and his crew? Honestly, the biggest difference was just was – the style, stylistically, it was like, I, I started off as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy and, you know, kind of learned everything. Like, my fighting style was more, you know, based off my back, kind of like that old-school jiu-jitsu stuff. But, I mean, I've, as I've progressed as a fighter, I've became a better stand-up guy, and the wrestling has always been one of my weaker points. But, like, that was one of the most beneficial things about going on that show with Henderson was he's a really wrestling oriented style of fighter as far as just the Greco the Greco Roman aspect of, of fighting and all that stuff. So I learned a lot of good stuff from the clinch. And I mean working with uh Cyril, the kickboxing coach, that helped me out tons. That added that added a lot to my game. Absolutely, yeah. Um well, I mean, you, it's you're bound to learn a lot of stuff when it comes to wrestling when you're in there with a guy like Dan Henderson, who is one of the the most decorated wrestling guys we've got in the sport. So, 
um, that had to have been just an amazing experience just to work with him. Um, when it comes to the United States versus UK thing, the team feel, um, I know a lot of people when the, it was announced felt, you know, this could come off as a really contrived way to have, have a team together. Um, did you guys really take the nationality aspect of it into your team or was it really just, you know, this is my fight team and that's what kept you guys together? How, how did that dynamic play out? Uh, you know, honestly, when I first, when I first got into the house, I was like, all right, don't get sucked into the team thing. You know, ultimately you're here to fucking win a contract. So like at first that was my, that was my mindset. But then, like we slowly kind of gelled as a team and it kind of, it definitely took on a, you know, us against them type of feel, which I mean, I've never been a huge, like super huge team sport guy. I mean, I started kind of late, but I mean, started kind of late as far as, you know, like competing and stuff like that. And like, so, I mean, it's really hard to not, get sucked into a team aspect when, as a kid, that's what you were kind of like, you grew up with for the most part. As far as, like, you know, when you're a little kid, you know, you're playing basketball, you're on a team. And, I mean, I didn't grow up wrestling or anything like that, so, I mean, that that was all I knew. So, I mean, it kind of took on a weird form of its own as far as the whole us-against-them mentality, which... Which actually was actually, 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 let's see how many times I can say that. Uh, it really, I, I enjoyed the aspect of, of fighting against another country and representing the United States. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, back to your fighting style. Uh, you were talking about how you're primarily a jiu-jitsu guy and obviously now working on the wrestling and the striking aspects. Um I, I think if, if people go on, they can see your fight with Sterling, Sterling Mitsuma from one of uh, Horn's elite fight nights from last April. And I think that's a great show of your, your stand-up ability. I think just the fact your style is definitely um, something that the UFC looks for. I mean, just looking at that fight, you can see you've got a lot of quickness, a lot of uh, power, and, and even though you say you're not – Working on your strike, or I mean, you're working on your striking, but that's not your strongest suit. It's it's definitely coming along, and I think uh, just based on seeing that fight alone, um, th- there's enough to see why you made it to this season of the Ultimate Fighter. So um, that and that knee shot that you gave to Sterling was uh, definitely one of the more impressive knockouts that <laughs> that can be seen. So along with that fight. What has been your favorite fight in your career so far before the show? Before the show, that's a good question. Um, the Sterling fight was an exciting fight for me personally because he was a really tough local guy, and that was my first cut down to 170. I've always been a fat body, so the fact that I got down to 170 was kind of like a big moral victory for myself because I used to weigh 250 pounds, so... That was kind of like when I knew that I was taking fighting really serious. And, I mean, the way it ended was definitely, definitely exciting. I mean, I would definitely, yeah, I would have to be the Sterling fight, I'd say, was was the one where I started, where I 
feel like I, I turned the corner as a fighter as I went from doing it just for fun to, you know, I went from weekend warrior to, like, professional warrior in that fight. Yeah. So, um, Sterling fight. You've also, uh, I mean, you've got a, a big name from one of your very first fights on your uh, your list, and he's coming up fighting on April 1st. So that would be Brock Larson. Um, considering that was one of your earliest fights uh, up against him, uh, how far do you think you've come from that uh, that submission loss to, to Larson in 2005 to where you're at now uh, on this show? Um, uh, if I was to fight Brock Larson again, I think I think the fight itself would take a completely different a com- it would be a completely different fight as far as I'm nowhere near the fighter that I was when he fought me and I had only one or two professional fights at the time. And, I mean, I was fighting him in his hometown. And, I mean, you guys out there in the Midwest, you guys are hard on the visiting team. So that kind of <laughs> messed with me a little But, I mean, Brock Larson's a good guy, and I think that'd be another entertaining fight. I got his name written on my mirror at home, as a matter of fact, of with <laughs> the people I would like to fight again. Absolutely. Well, I mean, obviously when you fight a guy like that, really early in your career and I mean you took it into the third round with him um and the fact that he's where he is now and he's been on a tear um in the WEC and now coming back into the UFC of course that's a name that you're going to want to shoot at shoot for getting into this uh organization and speaking of getting into the organization I read a I heard an interview that you did where you talked about uh, a bet that you had with Derek Downey to get into the UFC um has he gotten his corner pass and sushi dinner yet? Uh, why do you got to remind me? <laughs> I, I got it to him yet, but I'm sure he he reminds me every single day. And, yes, we, we made a bet to see who would get to the UFC first. And, well, technically, yes, he beat me if you don't count the fights in the house. But, I don't know, I think I think the tie should go to the runner, which is me, so... <laughs> well, it's, it's it's very close timing for both of them because you were in the house. Uh, what what? Uh, when did you uh, start filming? It was this January, correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and what, when did? Do you know when filming wrapped up for the show? Uh, the filming wrapped. Oh man, now I can't remember. It's. it's I think like the first week of. March or the last week of April, I think. I mean, February. Jeez. <laughs> As, uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, in the the in-house antics has become a staple of the show. Obviously, Junie Browning took it to extremes last year, but with uh, you know alcohol in the in in, in the house and um, no TV and no outside contact. Uh, how was that dynamic for you, and uh, was that just a completely different experience than you've you've had before? It was the isolation wasn't so bad as much as the no contact with the family. That's that's what was hardest for me to deal with, just not being able to you know call my son if I wanted to or talk to my sister or like that's the stuff that was 
that was pretty hard because I mean even in the military, like you were able to like write a letter home and let them know that you're okay and I mean that was kind of like your therapy. Well, it was like my therapy when I was in the military and like there was no phones and no TV and I mean any guy in the military can relate to that situation, but the once they start taking away like your family and stuff and it starts feeling more like a really fancy halfway house or or jail then then that's that's what made it hard for me yeah um speaking of the house stuff are are we in for any insane antics uh a la last season's uh, messing with food and the prank wars and uh, did you have anyone on the show that was anywhere near what Junie Browning brought to the table? Honestly, no. Everybody was there to win this money. And I think, I personally feel that every single fight trumps all the dumb shit that goes on. And there was no, there really wasn't any dumb shit that went on inside the house as far as, you know, pranks as like nobody got malicious with anything i mean yeah there was a little bit of a little bit of that because we get bored but i mean for the most part it, it was business down there and and i once 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 the fights to the house air i mean you guys will see i mean the united states will see that we weren't there to to go be famous rock stars on tv we were there as fighters being fighters trying to hurt other fighters' feelings. That's what we were doing down there. Well, that's good to hear because, I mean, the fight, the fighting is what it's all about. I mean, you guys are fighting to get the, the contract. You're fighting to be in the UFC, uh, hopefully long-term. That's what you guys – that's what people should be there for. And so that's definitely good to hear that that's the kind of the mindset coming into this season because the antics got a little out of hand last season. Um, obviously, you can't reveal any results of the fights, but – um, are we in for a good season of, of fights in this tournament to get to the finals? If I were you, I would not miss a single fight. I wouldn't miss a fight to get into the house. I wouldn't miss. I wouldn't miss a single episode because every single fight has been has been a really good fight. And I mean, Dana White said it himself. As far I mean. He told us on and off camera that the fights, the fights of this season were the best that he's seen in any of the seasons, which, I mean, I kind of take that with a grain of salt because there's some really great fighters. And, I mean, so, I mean, just kind of I take it with a grain of salt. But in the same breath, I don't think a guy like Dana White would just say something like that to make a person feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not in the well, business he- of handicap. Yeah, he he kind of seems to take the no bullshit approach and that level. Um, obviously, he'll he'll sling whatever he he needs to uh, to promote his stuff. But it, on that level, he definitely seems like a a no BS type type of guy. Uh, how was your interactions with Dana White, and how much have you had uh, conversation with him outside, either on camera with the show or outside of the show? My interactions with Dana White were kind of like my interactions with the police. It's <laughs> I just try not to talk to them and hopefully they try not to talk to me. I mean, 
yes, sir, no, sir, and that's it. I mean, I just kind of, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather be the gray guy for the most part and not do anything to have him talk to me because that would probably mean that I was doing something bad. So <laughs> no uh, news is good news approach. Uh, well, you brought up your military background. Is uh, is that one of your goals with getting into the UFC to hopefully be on um, one of their uh, fight nights for the troops like we had last December? Is that something that you'd really like to do? Because I know that's that's something that a lot of the guys um, that have been in the military or in any part of the armed forces have definitely talked about being something they want to do. I would love to fight on a show for the troops. And, I mean, it it is. It's kind of like a brotherhood that you never really let go. I mean, no matter what branch of service you're in, you can kind of relate. I mean, there's always going to be similarities. I mean, Mark Miller was a Marine. I was in the Army. I mean, there's there's just a lot of similarities. And, I mean, everybody can relate, especially if you were in the military, to the times when you have when you are taken away from your family and you don't have, you know, something to look forward to. A good set of fights will definitely raise your spirits and take your mind off of whatever it is that's getting to you, be it, you know, you had a newborn baby that you can't see or, you know, anything like that. I would love to be able to help out the troops that way. I mean... It's the least I could do. Yeah. Um, speaking, you mentioned uh, Miller, uh, who is on the the season with you. With uh, the guys that are on this season with you, were you familiar with any of the other fighters coming in? Um, had you met any of them? Had you um, trained with any of them? Had you had any experience with any of the other guys on your team uh, before you got to the house? Uh, honestly... No, I I kind of met everybody once we were at the house. Well, once we were at the the weigh-ins for the fights. But, I mean, I saw a couple faces that I recognized from the tryouts. Uh, Cameron Dollar I recognized because I, I thought he was being a little Jens Pulver wannabe with his crazy mohawk and whatnot. But, I mean, <laughs> I got then I got to know the kid, and he actually kind of turned out to be like my little brother on the show, so... Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't know anybody down there, but I'm definitely glad I got to know everybody. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, your thoughts on a, a different subject, getting away from the show. Um, Mask from Tap Out, unfortunately, um, lost his life in the last week from the uh, car accident that happened. You were sponsored by Tap Out at one point. Um what was your reaction to the news, and um, how uh, is there anything you'd like to say on that subject? Uh, I just like to. I mean, my prayers go out to to Charles's family, and I mean, something like that is never. It's never expected. I mean, it just goes to show you might as well. Like I was watching the interview, and he was he was talking about just. If something speaks to you on the inside, you need to believe that inside voice and and just go with that. I mean, and sometimes that's just got to be good enough. And that's that's kind of what I've done with this whole fighting thing. I mean, at first it started out just for fun, and then, then like, 
I kept getting a lot of flack at work and stuff like that for training or cutting weight and stuff like that. But, I mean, I just had to keep believing in myself, and that was one of his huge, huge words was believe. I mean, he's uh, one of the guys that I trained with, Travis Marks, he was on the Tap Out show, and those guys were down here. And I mean, the guy was definitely driven, and, I mean, he'll definitely be missed in the community and, and by his family and friends. I mean, it's a, it's a sad situation. Yeah. I want to lighten the mood, get back to the uh, the fighting aspect of it. You talked about how you used to be, what, up at 250, and uh, yeah, that was the first time against Natsuma that you really made that cut to 170. Um, is that cut coming easier? Are you walking around at a much lighter weight these days? Is it uh, Was it a lot easier to get to that for the show? And going forward, are you planning on staying in the welterweight division? Yes, I'm, I'm definitely planning on staying in the welterweight division. The... I'm, I don't have the height or the physical size anymore to 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 compete at 85. And, I mean, I feel really, really good at 70. I'm walking around right now not much over 85. So, I mean, I'll probably bounce up to – I'll bounce up to maybe 87, 88 after a beer night. But, you know, <laughs> it all goes – well, outside of obviously um, wanting to fight your way to a, a title shot in your career, um, who is a fighter that you really want to face in the UFC? Or is there is there one guy uh, that you haven't fought that you have fought that you really just you'd love to face in that division? Honestly, there's a lot of there's. Uh, the 170-pound division is so stacked right now. I mean, I'd just be honored to be in there with anybody. But, I mean, I think as far as, like, fights go, a really exciting fight, I think, would be me and Matt Brown, me and Pete Sell. I'm, me, I mean, Carlos Condit's in there now. That'd be a good fight. Capman. There's a lot of good guys, a lot of really good guys in there that, I mean, I'm not necessarily calling out. I'm just saying that we'd probably put on an exciting fight that people would love to see. Well, obviously, it's a deep, deep division. Uh, I mean, top down, you've got a a lot of really, really great fighters in that division. So you guys uh, coming in this season in that division – You've got deep waters you're jumping into once you get into the organization after this after this show. So obviously, plenty of people that you can uh, have good fights with. It's it's all a matter of getting the matchup and continuing to win fights. Um, well, Demarcus, is there anything else you'd like to touch on? Any sponsors you want to uh, give a shout out to? I know uh, Jeremy's got another um, elite fight night coming up next week. Anything you'd like to say about that before we close out the interview? Uh, I'd just like to thank my sponsors, really. I mean, True Soldier, I mean, that's a company that I got with kind of early, and they make my official fight shirts, and it's kind of cool the way the company's set up. It's We give away, I think it's 15% of each shirt. to We donate it to the soldiers from, the soldiers from Iraq and Afghanistan who were wounded. So, I mean, that's kind of a good cause that I've been with for a while. And 
they're one of my main sponsors. So them and I mean Jeremy Horn's elite performance in Salt Lake City, those were my my two hugest supporters. I mean, everything else is still kind of fluid, but I just without those guys, I definitely wouldn't be here right now. Well, Demarcus, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully, we can talk to you again throughout this season. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be a joy to, to to watch how things unfold, and um, hopefully you do well. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good one.